We three from GP, ran to Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets. These are voices for the people that don't get to speak. Issues, black news, the conversation's deep. Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat. iPods, Androids, or your laptop. These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie. Then came a long way from being homies on the block. From afros and braids, and now they at the top. You want facts? This is where I get them from. GP3, RTT at gmail.com. Send them feedback, and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1. Hey, what's up, y'all? It is, uh, God, what is it, man? Week 18? 18. Wow, I mean, we about to wrap up a year. This week. This is. What? This week. Okay, so is that French again? Yeah. I can't even go yeah, Spanish. That's French. that's French this week. This, this is beyond my my uh, comprehension of Spanish. 18, brother. 18. So, uh, and one then, eight. So keep talking, man. I got to close the door. You know, I got I just sat down and didn't even close the door, but I'm here. I know. Ain't nobody here anyway. It's so quiet. I know. You know, it's just the two of us today, <laughs> man. It's just yeah, the two of and, us today. And, uh, you know, GP3 ran. Go ahead and tell everybody while I shut the door. Okay. Not, GP3 okay, stands yeah. for Grow Park 3, uh, the three of us. I'm Rand. Uh, we have Tut. Uh, and Tommy, we all graduated from Grove Park Elementary School in the year of 1977. Uh, I lived on uh, South Elizabeth Place. Our friend Tut, unfortunately, uh, who's a little under the weather, won't be here today. And, and it's uh, a nasty day, man. It's a I nasty mean, day. And, finally uh, getting some rain. Yeah, and, and Tut was uh, on Charlotte Place. Yep, Charlotte. On the I call it the street with the hill, man, right That's at right. the church. Right, Hosley Temple. Hosley Temple. And uh, I was North Avenue, man. So how you doing, man? How's everything going? I'm doing all right, man. You know, getting ready for the holidays. Uh, both yeah. of my kids are in college, and um, they're they're going to be coming home in the next week or two. Cool. School's coming out. What about you? Same thing, man. Um, you know, getting ready for the holidays. You know, I, I like this time. I love this time of year because, um, you know, I like the TV. I like the old classic cartoons, you know, uh, Rudolph. Oh, right. Even though you can get it on DVD now, you still like the feel of it. Yeah, when it hits Rudolph. And, yeah, uh, you know Frosty the Snowman and yeah, yeah, all yeah. those things. Wonderful and, Life. And, yeah, I know, saw that the other night. Good. I saw that on TV night. on network. It was on network. But you know, my wife and I have been getting into more of the uh, the Black Christmas films. Oh, Black Nativity. Black Nativity was on uh, a few days ago. And then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know uh, this Christmas. There's some other things that uh, some of the Black films that are becoming Christmas classics. Oh, yeah. yeah, they've they've had and and most recently you saw the new one. Have you seen the new one? I saw the new one in the movie theater. Uh, I I thought it was a great movie. My wife went and saw uh, Medea, which I'm, you know, that's not my thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But hey, it it, it sells. Absolutely, man. You know, it's got its audience. That's right. You know what I'm happy for? I'm happy they that somebody clamped down on It's a Wonderful Life, and they (laughs) because you remember like maybe ten years ago that anybody could show it, so it was on like every day, every hour. Well, you know that. What's that other movie? Uh, The Christmas Story. With, with the, with the kid? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah. You know, that, that, that. But see, what happened was somebody bought the rights to, oh, and yeah. clamped down on ah. the play of it because it was just open season. Because oh, yeah. there was a time when Wonderful Life, man, you turn on any channel, any, it was on. Yeah, it was on network. You're right about that. So it? now TBS, I think, owns, uh, you know, I'm going to shoot your eye out. TBS and TNT They told him because he wanted a, a BB Colorizer. gun. He, oh, Ralphie. The, Ralphie the Christmas story. Yeah. the BB gun, and he said, you know, no, nah, no, nah, you shoot your eye out. That's so. right. That's right. Yeah, that's the... So, yeah. Actually, yeah. I had one of those, the BB gun here, the Red Rider. Oh, really? Yeah, I had a BB gun. Damn, man. Tell your age, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, what's up, man? I mean, uh, you know, you... Let me tell you, man. Man, I'm, I'm telling you what's you, up. You are in charge of topics. Oh, gosh. Right now. Oh, God. I can't, this, I can't keep up. I well, can't keep up. Man. You know, uh, it's it's funny that, you know, 
when we started this 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 journey, mm-hmm. uh, we were deep into the political process. Yeah. I mean the campaigns. Yeah. I mean I looked at my my feed. You know we we started in August. Yeah. We you did. Know, right after did. the Democratic convention. Mm-hmm. And now, um, you know, we went through a period where all of us kind of like we OD'd on elect- election coverage. Yes, we did. And for a couple episodes, you know, we kind of like kind of like that turkey. Yeah, that, that day after that turkey. Keeps going. Yeah, yeah. You know, after so many turkey sandwiches and turkey mm. salad and whatever turkey casserole, whatever you <laughs> whatever you want to name it. Yeah. So now. Now we're switching from election to now governing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is funny right now because mm-hmm. I've been kind of keeping up to date with what's happening with the Trump transition team. Oh, okay. And um, I didn't realize this is his third transition team mm. in terms of changes. Now, when when was the first? Well, he had one with Paul Manafort. Okay, yeah, remember that. And then, then, he, then he brought in Chris Christie. Mm-hmm. And now he removed Chris Christie. Now he has um, uh, Mike Pence. Yeah, Mike Pence is And so this, what we're seeing now is a glimpse into the management style and the way the this place will be governed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sh- this seat of the pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, uh, I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very reminiscent to what you see in a lot of corporations when the CEO is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're now we have a having uh, that kind of flexibility, to, having that to, type of flexibility to to, man, to manage it on the fly. Yeah, and yeah. then also we're seeing a redo of, of the Trump rallies. Yeah, you Indiana. Know? Yeah, what, was that Indiana? Yeah, where Indiana, just the yeah. carrier plant where uh, you know he's doing us his uh, his victory laps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, let me let me ask you, man, because you and I were having a conversation about um, the feel of everything right now, and you know, I'm, I've been one of those guys that been you know I'm kind of party neutral, even though I lean, may lean a certain way. We all have a lean. Um, but when it comes down to faith in the process and government, I told you, I kind of compare this to wrestling right now. <laughs> you know, when, oh. when, when uh, you know, Bernie was talking about rig, you know, system, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's starting to feel more and more like the, the WWE, the WWF, People picking sides, cage matches. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Dusty Rhodes, Harley, what it, Harley Race, Harley Race, uh, Ric Flair, Ric Flair, Thunderbolt. You you can put a title on just about every one of these guys. The Freebirds. Yeah, and then you look at, uh, quite frankly, even the discourse, man. When it comes down to what people, uh, even on the the news networks, they haven't let up. It's kind of like the same format. I thought the format was going to change. In terms of the surrogates and the conversation, but it's it's more the same. Well, and I, I just don't know if people can handle that, man. Well, I, I think I, I think what we we are now venturing into a new era, a, a new <sighs> era, a new era of politics. Now, I think we saw glimpses of it when Bush was in office. That's that's the rise of Fox. Okay. Okay. And I think we saw a little bit of it under Obama, but mm-hmm. I think um, Trump. Uh, has basically taken what they have done. Okay. And now he's accelerating it. Now he's bringing it to the people. Well, but, you know, by the way, have you heard the rumor that Obama, after his presidency is over, he's starting a network? I haven't heard that, but um, it wouldn't shock me. A digital media company? Well, you know, I, I heard rumors that he was very well invested, not only time and money, mm-hmm. uh, in media. Yeah. Uh, and this was, you know, after he had his successes with the um, election campaigns, mm-hmm. 
how he did not dismantle those organizations in which they put together. Right, right. And so the now, social media and the, yeah, yeah, so they're taking it to the next level. Mm. And so what I, I did hear to the room is that um, Trump's um, uh, former uh, campaign manager Kellyanne Conway, mm-hmm. um, she's a little, she was a little miffed that she's not been picked for a cabinet position. Okay. So well, she, she took the picture with Trump. By right. the way, last night. As, yeah, as, as as vil- villains su- and heroes party at one of his well-known donors in, in Long Island. And he was, she was Superwoman, and so. he was himself. Yeah, and but his, <laughs> but, his se- but his Secret Service agents were dressed as Hell's Angels. Oh, motorcycle guys. Great. Okay. And so, um, what what I did hear that she is going to be launching a uh, a an organization very similar to Obama's OFA. Really? Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. to keep that message, to keep those things, OFA, you know, oh, his his um, you remember Obama had Obama's campaign organization. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a, a group. I forgot what OFA stands for. OK. But what they do is after you've given to them, mm-hmm. uh, they are constantly emailing you, oh, texting Lord. you about ideas, oh. things. So it's, it will be reminiscent to that. That but was David, David uh, Plow, David, David yeah. Plough. Is it Plow or Plough? I forgot. I think it's Plow. You Plow, but he's the guy, right? Uh, Axelrod, what is it? Axelrod and Plow, Plow right? Were involved in, in all that, man. Right, because you, you get a thousand emails, right? Yeah. And so, Kellyanne Conway supposedly mm. is going to be heading something like that. Wow, wow. So you know, but back back to your original question, man. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. this I do agree with you, man. This is like Texas cage match. It is, man. It, it uh, is. It is so combative. If it's not that, it I is. Guess, you know, it to is. A um, it is that TV show Survivor on steroids. Yeah, it is. You know, um, yeah. you know the, the fact is that right now, um, the way they are selecting mm-hmm. uh, cabinet members yeah. using social media, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's almost like that show, uh, Pick the Dress, You Choose to Dress or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And, and, and the way that they're going after Mitt Romney. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I mean, you know. that That's going to turn out bad. They, they're going rogue on that. Yeah. And and then, you know, what's what's so funny is that when, when, when you hear um, all the stuff that um, uh, that's coming out, uh, about these candidates, um, appointees, mm-hmm. these potential appointees. Yeah. Um, it's scary, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, when he says he's going to be the president for all people, uh, you can put, you can put that in a pipe and smoke it right there <laughs> because I mean, he's, he's definitely aligned himself. And I mean, you know, and, um, and then, then this whole thing about, um, um, the entanglement of his, uh, businesses with the government. Yeah. Yeah. Conflicts. Oh, man. Conflicts yeah. of interest. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this is on steroids now. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about if if we if we thought the Clinton administration had a lot of corruption, mm-hmm. and if we thought that Reagan had some corruption during the tail end of his career, mm-hmm. we ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you, man. This week, uh, it was tough to keep up with. I mean, it was there was so much. Um, even when you looked, I, I mean, topic wise, man, looking at what happened with the uh, conversation with Taiwan. Oh yeah. Um, and, and not that, you know, it, it gets complicated because, you know, for the podcast, for a lot of the folks I know who really listen to the podcast, you know, you don't want to go too deep into the diplom- right. diplomacy. You know, the, the strange thing about that, Tommy. The intricacies of Taiwan and the, the, China. And, the, the strange thing about that for me, yeah, Tommy, is that yeah. was, was that his way of, showing he this was a deliberate gesture by him yeah. or was this something that he has that one of his surrogates or advisors unwittingly put him in in the in it and he did not know what the hell was going well, on well you know here's the here's the the interesting thing about that man when when i 
you don't know. And they don't, it, it, it's so, you know, you and I were, were joking about the facts, about facts don't exist anymore. Did you hear what the Scotty, what her name said? Yeah, I heard it. Scotty Nell. Yeah, facts don't matter. Facts don't matter. Um, just like our, you know, we, we, we joke about our podcast, but yeah, we just doing a, a podcast. We ain't running the country. Right. We're not impacting people's lives. Right. Like we, we, we try to, you know, well, bottom line is to make a statement like that. Yeah, it was it was dangerous and scary. Um, but the situation with uh, Taiwan, China, and he said basically that the the, Ty, the Taiwanese government just basically reached out just to say congratulations. But, they which, spoke, but the Taiwanese said no. They they, <laughs> they ta, what? The ta, Taiwanese said no. They they called us. Yeah. Oh wow. They called wow. the Taiwanese government said they called us because there's a there's a hotel development deal. Oh. Oh. That's what I didn't look at. And, and, and also they're saying is that um, uh, his family members were on the call. Oh. They were in the room. Oh. What else you got, man? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, um, the carrier thing, man. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, it sets a bad precedent. You think so? Uh, but essentially, first of all. Mike, Help some folks. Mike, help, first, save some first, jobs. first of all, Mike Pence cut this deal. Yeah, because he's in Indiana. Well, not only that, but, but this is yeah. but this is the way this organ this company's country is going to be managed now. Mm. You remember he you remember he reached out to John Casey. Yep. And he said, "Hey, I mm -hmm. want you to be my VP." Mm -hmm. And then Casey said, "What do you want my role to be?" Mm -hmm. Well, I want you to be in charge of domestic. I want you to be in charge of international. And Casey said, "What is Trump going to do? Mm -hmm. uh, go around making America great again?" Wow. I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the the hype the hype man. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, yeah I'm, I'm the face. Wow. So Mike Pence cut this deal. Wow. A couple things. Mm -hmm. uh, this deal was cut on on, on seven million dollars worth of tax incentives. Mm -hmm. Saw that. Okay. Uh, in addition, to that the unions were cut out. Ooh. No unions were a part of this, and wow. they're saying is that these individuals' jobs will be saved, but the, the jobs uh, a thousand of the two thousand right. so half, half right of the jobs so. Yeah. And and um and, and there's a rumor that they will threaten, um, um because the carrier is a, is, a, is a subsidiary of, of um, United Technologies, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and United Technology does about five billion dollars worth of business with the government. So, uh, so they dangled that out there, and so and you know, but but you know what I, I heard, mean, man. So hold on, hold on, let me finish now. Yeah, go ahead. So go ahead. so they're gonna keep these jobs. Yeah, there's gonna be some salary reductions. Yeah. Because what they were saying is that the average carrier person makes about 35 bucks an hour. Oh, wow. Well, they go down to Mexico, the person makes 11 bucks a day. Yeah. Okay. And so they're saying that there's no information regarding how long does this deal stay in place. Because mm -hmm. carrier, any, any moment, could say, you know what? Mm -hmm. It ain't going to work. Mm. We're going we're gonna to move down there. How do you... Let me, let me, let me, let me say this, man. I guess, um, ultimately... Um, this has been the, the ongoing challenge since globalization and these trade deals came into place. Right. Uh, dealing with the labor, how cheap the labor is when you go to Mexico, China, right. outside of the U.S. But you still have to keep a living wage within the U.S. Right. So in order to what's what's the true compromise? I mean, because quite frankly, uh, if you if you have an opportunity, which you know we'll get into the statement about the crony capitalism in just a minute, but when you have an opportunity as a country to keep a company in and save a few thousand jobs, you know what's the alternative? 
Well, but, see, but you know, is there another way? Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying because again, um, that's one of those conversations that um, in many of these com- companies, you have union labor, mm-hmm. and there needs to be some serious conversation with the unions yeah. because uh, because there has to be some concessions that need to be made. Okay, if you're going to keep these jobs, but also what sets a bad precedent is think about all the other thousands of companies out there. Mm. That said, hey, you know what? We're thinking about moving to Mexico. We're thinking about moving to Canada. Wow. So now does this become the new way we cut deals? We're just cutting deals with with, with a variety of of, 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 of companies? Well, again, what's the alternative? You let them go. What's the alternative? Let them go or cut the deal. Right. But then if yeah. you cut the deal, yeah. um, are the products going to be too high for people to even buy anyway? Hmm. Yeah. You know, so I mean, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a it's 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 one of these things where I, mean, I had a conversation with a union guy a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it was in Starbucks, and okay. uh, he was a he was a, one of those AFL CIO guys, and he, and mm-hmm. he was saying like, "Look," he said, "I wouldn't have a job if companies would do the right thing." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says, "I want to I want to leave this job. Mm-hmm. I want to be." But truly, a, does he want to leave that job? No, but but now what 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 he was basically saying is theoretically, yeah, is that. I would rather not be a person fighting. Yeah. I would rather be in a situation where we, the employees and the companies, mm-hmm. can find that common ground. Okay. And that we can work together. Mm-hmm. But we have to have these contentious relationships every four, five, seven years, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We go through this, this 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 back and forth. Yeah. Um, you know, the 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 companies are not are not totally clean about the finances. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, when when we are talking about union employees, but yet a CEO is making one hundred million dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so Tommy, I don't know what the solution is, but I do agree with you. Keeping some jobs is better than losing jobs. Mm-hmm. But we then have to ask ourselves at what cost? Because, and you know what? Because Let me tell you, these cats I, are going to lose their jobs. And we're talking right. about repelling health care. And look, damn, they're not even. Have a yeah. I don't know what the right way is, quite frankly. Um, I do know. When you are or you have family members who are kind of caught in the crossfire and they're fighting to keep right. their income, that, you know, when, when you look at uh, the fact that uh, it's either that or, you know, unemployment, um, you get a, you know, like a stay of execution. Because I think it's not necessarily a long-term fix. It's a Band-Aid right. until we really figure out the long-term fix. And that's really trying to create... How can you say it, man? You you try to create jobs or opportunities that can't be easily shifted away. And, right. and that used to be America's mantra. That used to be America's strength where really nobody could do what we did. Now, that ain't the case. No, the rest I- of the world has caught up and surpassed. So, you know, you mentioned it uh, about the competition type thing mm-hmm. it is it truly is a global competition well and also you too we, and what's interesting I was reading something the other day because you can't get those prices at Walmart without China right am I right that's right well you notice uh, Walmart doesn't say made in America like they used to no they don't you know so um, you know the, the, the we what's happening is in many instances mm-hmm. these jobs are are old world jobs yeah if they're not being shipped to China Mm-hmm. Uh, India, whatever, of Mexico. Yeah, yeah. 
these jobs are being replaced by robots. Yeah, I mean, a friend of mine worked for um, had family who worked uh, in New York, Rochester. Okay, that's that's you know uh, Xerox and oh, IBM and, and all that, and also uh, what is it? The film uh, Kodak. Kodak. That's a dead town. Now, oh man, man. Kodak, and, and because of technology, right. nobody buys film anymore. With, unless you're a professional photographer. Now it's all the digital. Mo- the movie so, industry is it's, it's their biggest client. Yeah, that's it. So it's not consumer-based anymore. It's more business-to-business. Business. So, you know, when you've got technology like that, yeah, it's it, that it's not just about shipping jobs away. It's about technology taking jobs, too. Go ahead. Yeah, and, 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 so, and, and so what tends to happen is, okay, so we keep some of these jobs for a while, mm-hmm. but then those industries are dying. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so... Um, and we're not retooling or retraining yeah. individuals for these new opportunities. True. Yeah. So, you know, I was just reading about um, this morning, I think it was on uh, one of the websites, how Sears, you know, how Sears is in, is in chaos now. Top execs are fleeing. They're closing stores, Kmarts, et cetera. Wow. So, I mean, think about it. When we were growing up, before Walmart became the, 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 the Goliath that it is, before Target became the Goliath, mm-hmm. Sears was the store. No, it was. That's where America shopped. You you had Sears uh, and J.C. Penney's. Sears, uh, Montgomery Ward, Woolworth. Uh, uh, yeah, you know the, the the five and ten cent store. You know what yeah. you call them? Yeah, I guess you call them like that. Five and ten cent. Nobody used that term anymore. Not five, discount stores. Five and dime. Yeah, five and dimes. Yeah. Mass uh, merch, as they call them now. Yeah, but my, here's a question, and I'm I'm gonna throw this out there, man, and and, and y'all feel free to um, email us. Uh, gp3rtt at gmail.com love your feedback um, I think he's got a tough road ahead man because you know the, the I will say the bright the, the silver lining was the jobs report this week and he's given him a, I mean Obama's and the Obama administration's given him a hell of a path uh, I didn't a hell realize, of a start you know I was reading that jobs report yeah since he's been in the office you know how many jobs has been created how many? Seventeen million. Yeah. yeah, seventeen million jobs. You know. Yeah. So yeah. what's what's kind of funny is that everyone talks about you know the the, the economy and all this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I get it because some of yeah. the jobs that were created were not high paying jobs. No, no, they were not high paying. But that was that was inevitable. Yeah, that's kind of the tourniquet. Yeah, this has been, you know, if anything, um, and and you got to credit Obama for at least being the tourniquet to. A bleeding economy that was. It was a bleeding economy at the I'll, end of and, and, uh, the Bush administration. And it is an economy that know? we still have not transformed. We're still an old world economy in a lot of ways. Yeah, but and we can't exist that way. I don't see it long term. Right. Short term, you know, you could, you know, America can be great deal to deal, but how do you get beyond deal to deal so that there's a firmer foundation so competitively you're a force again? That's tough. That's tough. That's tough for anyone. Anyone. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. And it's going to be really tough for a guy who, who who really doesn't understand the international scene. Wow. As 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 well as he, he portrays. Is it a ploy? You never know with him, man. <laughs> you never know with him. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, no, was, I mean, I'm with I mean, you, I was man. reading I was I'm reading the Washington you, Post the other day and they had a great great cover story about why isn't that Obama uh, doesn't get as much credit for keeping 17 million jobs for yeah. a guy who's just saved a thousand jobs and yeah. basically just not even permanent. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Well, it, you know, this is the honeymoon period. 
I'll say that. Uh, 48 days, baby. 48 days. And uh, we'll see how the honeymoon period goes. And, and you know, you just quite frankly, take notes, um, be aware, and, and call it out, if anything. I, th- I think we got to just be in, in mode where, you know, we just pay attention to what's going on. I was surprised by the Sarah Palin. Uh, I mean, that shocked me that she came out. That, that, you know, said, that sounded like sour grapes to me, man. Really? That, that sounded like a woman who thought she was on the ends with this guy. Yeah. Uh, remember, she was one. Do you of think the, it's too late for her? Yeah. I mean, hell, they brought Mitt Romney in. Come on. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. but I, I don't know what value that she can really bring to that organization. Like I heard, I heard Interior. I heard Interior. I heard uh, VA. Oh, um, Lord. Now she's Interior. Um, all you environmentalists, you better get your pitchforks <laughs> ready. <laughs> you better, uh, all you tree huggers out there, you better get ready. You better get ready. Those people out there in the Dakotas. Oh yeah. Oh Wait, man. The, the pipeline. Oh, folks. you guys, you guys are farter. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you get ready. Uh, if she's in charge of the VA again, if you're a vet, uh, you have a vet as a relative. Yeah. Get your pitchforks ready. But you know, man, here's the funny thing. People, people talk about uh, Black Lives Matter. Right, mm-hmm. they got nothing on these environmentalists, man. The the what the tactics? Oh, oh, <laughs> no one, no one, no one has like like Greenpeace. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, you're talking about militant. <laughs> oh, these dudes chain themselves to trees, to oh, redwoods. Oh yeah. I mean, I think you're gonna start seeing more of that again. You go, yeah. you go start seeing some crazy. I mean, they just, they just. I mean, it's outrageous, man. Well, I think you will see more extreme behavior. I think, the, I think the Obama administration was, uh, uh, was much more receptive to their needs. Okay, yeah, I, they, they listened to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this administration is going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, if you don't unlock yourself from that tree, uh, we will do something to you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, do something. Hey, man, did you see that uh, that thing um, on the Comedy Central? That, what's the brother? Trevor Noah? Oh. That interview with, what's her name? Tommy. Tommy, Tommy something. Yeah, from Dallas. Yeah. You know, what'd you think? What's your takeaway? I thought Trevor was being very polite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he did it in a very respectful way. Yeah. Uh, but like many people who who have a strong belief mm-hmm. she is so emotionally invested in this yeah yeah i don't i don't think any facts any logic is going to sway her at all no no you know she's what 20 something 20 something early 20s probably say 24 she's 24 24 here's my thing uh, i think you've got a generation like her um without empathy and the reason I say that, we're older, okay? Mm-hmm. Probably have more people like her, look like her, grew up like her, who are a little bit more empathetic because uh, the movement made them empathetic. Does right. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the movement, today's movement, has made um, the younger mainstream white uh, movement or like Tommy. You know, not I don't want to say alt right because she's not. Um, but that that uh, that why you say she's not alt right, man? 
Well, I'm just going to because I don't know her that well. I've seen her. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know her I, well I, enough I've to seen, call her that. But I was. Yeah. She, she's racist. Man. Okay, I'm just going to be. I'm honest. just saying. Um, you, I, I saw the interview. I've I, seen I, on some other stuff, man. I saw yeah. her with uh, Charlemagne the God, man, and, and um, see, I've not. I've not seen all that. Yeah, I've seen that, man. So, I, so I I'm don't call it from where I see. Yeah, <laughs> see, you sent me that link. I, right. I watched it and I watched her go back and forth with, um, with with uh, Trevor. My thing about her is I think even with the alt-right guy, um, these these folks don't, they lack empathy, you know, because the movement that they've, they've witnessed that included minorities, African-Americans, has not been as powerful as the movement that we grew up with. Um, and I think that there's such a great opportunity with technology for them to cocoon and really isolate and insulate themselves from another movement with social media mm-hmm. that when they have the opportunity to go on these shows, they, they don't have a clue and nor yeah. do they, nor do they want a clue, nor right. do they care. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you know, know, again, like, cause, they, so, cause, cause back there, man, you keep in mind if, if, um, well, okay. you, think, you think about it when you really think about the, the movement. Yeah. You think about 60, 70s. The, 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 the movement okay. really accelerated with with a couple things. One mm-hmm. is the involvement of the young kids. Yeah, yeah. And the second one was the the, the murder of the three civil rights workers, mm-hmm. which which, which enraged which, also the, the Jewish community. Which was basically one one kid, mm-hmm. black kid, James Cheney, mm-hmm. and Goodman and Schwartz, mm-hmm. two white kids, mm-hmm. and and then that led to, I mean, well, actually that was a result of white kids coming down from the north and the midwest mm-hmm. to be a part of the movement. Right. And once those kids were being um traumatized, mm-hmm. victimized, their parents. Their parents raised up. Mm-hmm. The kids we see today, yeah, are not are, are so far removed from that. Like That's what say, I said about empathy. Yeah, they're, they're they're so the cocoon. Yeah. And then many of them come from these they come from these households where it's um, these hyper or uh, uber competitive families, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's all about pulling yourself up from your bootstrap. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no one, no one really saying that we got an 80 yard head start, mm-hmm. but yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. and so they have no idea. They, they think a lot of the things that they're doing, they're doing on because of them, of mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the impact of the decisions that they make, how it impacts others. Well, you know, you, you think, and, and, and again, we're not that old, but we came along probably uh, started, uh, coming probably a little bit more aware, um, early seventies, mid seventies. Early seventies, then, then you know, then we had then we had some things in the nineties. You, you also kind of studied history, so you right. look back. Right. I mean, we had some things. We had some other events that they galvanized us. Uh, Even if you looked at uh, Million Man March, at the Million Man March. Before that, you remember yeah. the whole anti-apartheid movement. Yeah, how a anti-apartheid. Lot of, how a lot of yeah. us were involved in that, yep. man. Yep. You know, we so, are the world. Uh, yeah, Sin City. Oxfam and all oh, that. No, Sun City. Sun, with, uh, Sun City. Then yeah. we are the world. That was some, the Somalian relief efforts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so that was a lot of things that we were involved in. Think about it now. What what is what is there that's as active as those types of movements now? What do you see? What I see them is with with that much. I don't see movements. What I do see is I see see them acting to a particular incident, mm-hmm. i.e. The Haitian earthquake. Okay, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's tragedy by tragedy. Tragedy. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we might could go 10 years back and we can say Hurricane Katrina. Okay, yeah. You know, but it was nothing a on a sustained ongoing movement. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, and so. 
But, you so, know, it was interesting, man. You know, just just listening to that, like I'd say, um, you, you got to hear, you, you got to listen to your, you got to listen to your enemies. Yeah. See what they're saying. Well, I think Trevor, man, is okay. John Stewart would have done a better job. John Stewart probably would have been, uh, and, and the, the only reason I think uh, Trevor's at a disadvantage um, is because of the fact that, quite frankly, uh, he's still South African. I mean, even though, quite frankly, what he grew up in was more intense or as intense right. as civil rights. I mean, well, if, he, I mean well, if he felt, well, you know, he, but he, he probably came in on, on the tail end well, yeah, I mean, of a part I hear what you're anything. saying. John, I mean, John Stewart has his own unique style. Not to say that, that, that John Stewart was the best and I cared. Uh, quite frankly, I didn't lie. I didn't, I didn't watch the daily show that much right. with John Stewart. I was aware Probably saw it in, in news in sound bites, heard it in sound bites, saw it in, in well, YouTube well, clips. You know, you know? I, I think I think when you have a guest like that, yeah, I think how Trevor approached it was the best way. Approach yeah, it's the best way. Let him let him talk. Let him talk. Yeah. Don't don't try to get it antagonistic with them. Yeah. Because that makes you look bad. Well, how do how do you compare what he did versus what um uh what's his name did on Roland TV one Roland? How do you compare? <sighs> Boy, he and Roland have two different. Interview styles. Yeah, um, uh, Thomas is um, Thomas is talking about Roland Martin. Mm-hmm. He interviewed the 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 the, 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 the white guy, the alt right <laughs> white supremacist um, guy on his show a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and um, Roland was more aggressive. Uh, but um, I think this guy in that scenario, since this guy was a leader of a movement, yeah, yeah, I felt it was okay for him to be more aggressive with him because if you are the leader of a movement, mm-hmm. you're fair game. Yeah, Tommy's just a commentator. Yeah, she's a surrogate. Right, she's just she's a surrogate, and she's got a little YouTube show, kind of a Facebook show, if it's, you want to call it, it. It's not little. No, it's not. <laughs> it's she it's had, not. She's got a million. Yeah, or so yeah, million plus uh, followers, followers on, on it. viewers and that type of stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah, with with that guy, I felt that was justified. Mm-hmm. Just like if you're going after a politician. Yeah, yeah. You, you you step into the role, put your big boy pants on. Yeah. Wow. What else you got, man? What else I got, man? Uh, you want to pivot light? or we Yeah, got... let's pivot light for a little bit, man. I, as I was telling you earlier, I saw something that just really intrigued me on Netflix. What was this, man? Okay, now we're we about to talk about something other than uh, Walking Dead, y'all. <laughs> okay, I'm just letting you know. I'm uh, out of it, man. I okay. thought Tut, Tut, Tut uh, came up lame this week, so... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna back off because I, I, I must not, admit, though, I, I, up, I did. I've not been keeping up. I, I, I have sent that uh, that YouTube uh, video of uh, Negan um, ripping people's heads off to, <laughs> to individuals, letting them know if you keep messing with me, this is what's gonna happen. But um, <laughs> but now I was I was on a Netflix. Um, I was on Netflix, uh, uh, vegging out. You know, sometimes we have to do that. Yep. And um, I ran across this new show uh, called Hip Hop Evolution. When did, when did that come out? How long has it been? Out? I don't know. I stumbled onto it. I think it's a recent release. Okay. So it might have might have just because I haven't seen it. I haven't it might have been so. released in December. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Uh, I think it's 2015, 2016. Wow. Okay. And so um, it's gotten like 4.5 or 4.8 stars out of five. Hmm. Okay. And so what it is, it, this is series one, season one. Uh, it's four episodes. And um, earlier we talked to you guys about the get down. Uh, that Netflix show about which was fictional, which was of. fictional. This is totally different. This is mm-hmm. a this is a documentary about hip hop, mm-hmm. and it's kind of done like a Ken Burns type of thing. But what it does is it has the people who were involved in hip hop. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not taking a edu- uh, a academic point of view. Mm-hmm. It talks about how hip hop really started. 
Yeah. I mean, for many of us growing up here in the South, mm-hmm. uh, uh, hip hop started in 1979, September 1979, with with the with the release of Rapper's Delight. Yeah. Yeah. But if you watch this documentary, the first episode, it talks about the, the Holy Trinity of, of um, African Mambata. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, what's the guy? Uh, DJ Cool Herc. Okay. And Grandmaster Flash. Hmm. Okay. They call it the Holy Trinity. Wow. Okay. And it talks about all the stuff they did prior to like 75, 76. Mm-hmm. And so what they're saying is that that was a whole world before hip hop. Yeah. And so, and then the second episode talked about how hip hop and um, how hip hop borrowed a lot from uh, disco. Mm. What, what, like what? The, the DJ. Ah, okay. Some of the, some of the earliest like DJ in the club stuff. Yeah, some of the early DJs were would yeah. um, um, disco DJs, DJ Hollywood. Oh, okay. So you know, he was one of the first rappers and that type of stuff. Wow. Okay. okay. And uh, so the third episode is going to be about the golden age. Mm. For many of us old heads, we know what the golden age is—the early nineties. Mm. And so. Um, I would encourage you guys to look at it. Have your kids look at it because, you know, they don't understand that when hip hop came out for many of us, that was our seismic moment, our big yeah, bang. Just yeah. like rock and roll was the big bang for our grandparents, our parents and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Think about it, man. What musical genre right now has had a big impact other than hip hop? I mean, you know, it's that was the last big uh you know, quite frankly, I mean that that was the last big movement uh, in R and B, at least. I mean, for right. for R and B, for for the African American culture. Right. But the other thing is, hip hop is lifestyle. Right. Rap. They get into that comes too. out of it, they, and it's a lifestyle. You know what I mean? Um, more than just the music, it's clothing. It's it's the whole attitude. Right. It's it, the whole vibe. You're it's absolutely right because live, they make a know? distinction between rap mm-hmm. and rap hip-hop. and hip hop. Rap yeah. is an art form. Yeah. Yeah, rap comes and, out of hip. And so, but it was interesting, man. They interviewed like um, Kumo D, mm-hmm. um, Melly Mel. Yeah, yeah. And they asked him, said, "What did you think about when you heard Rappers Delight?" Mm-hmm. You have to hear those comments. Really? Uh, they were like, "What is this garbage right here?" Yeah, because because they have <laughs> they had already been doing it in the streets. Right, right. Yeah. And when I didn't realize, they talked to um, they talked to Sugar Hill Gang, mm-hmm. and they talked to um, uh, the two surviving members, uh, Master G. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the other cat name? Um, not H- Hank is dead. Okay. Um, shoot, I forgot the other guy's name, man. Um, they were saying that Hank, Big mm-hmm. Bang Hank, yeah. didn't write his lyrics. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Basically, <laughs> his lyrics was from another DJ. Wow. They said he could rap, but he couldn't write. He couldn't write, yeah. But, so, yeah, I can believe that. Then, so, then I, yeah, go ahead. Then, then I saw another show, man. Okay, what's that? And this is weird. Okay. This is a weird show. It's not weird, but it's weird for me. Okay. You ever heard this woman named Celia Cruz? Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, Latin singer. Yeah, okay. she she was like the Aretha Franklin of salsa. Okay, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, yeah. The they have a series on her, uh, and it talks about her. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Spanish, but it has subtitles, right? Oh, um, dude. Okay, yeah, you going out there, man? I'm going out there, <laughs> and you know it was it was it was produced from one like Telemundo or one of those Telemundo. Uh, yeah. It okay. Was, cool. Um, and uh, I'm telling the young woman who plays her, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Woo, oh yeah, she's stunning. Wow, um, wow. But I learned uh, it, the sad thing is this thing is 80 episodes, man. Oh. That's a damn soap opera. 80 episodes. But it was it, again. It was originally done. How many years? It released with 80. Yeah, released with 80. Oh. You gotta understand. This was done for the Latino market. So it's like almost like more than two a week. Almost one and a half. Episodes a week. 
Yeah. Wow. So I'm not I'm not advocating you go out there and watch watch eighty, <laughs> 80 episodes. Eighty episodes. I just but didn't. if you want to learn something about Celia Cruz, and Celia Cruz was a was a Cuban woman, yeah, who was an Afro Cuban, mm-hmm. and you see how even in pre Castro Cuba. Mm. The, the the racism that they went through mm-hmm. as being an an, an African uh, of a uh, Cuban of African descent yeah, yeah and how she overcame that and became the has became the national symbol for salsa I mean mm-hmm. um, people like Gloria Estavez okay. uh, um, J Lo mm-hmm. I mean they all I mean they 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 bow down to her I mean she was yeah, yeah. you know she was like the Beyonce or whatever you want to mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it yeah you see her images because they um, they definitely um, celebrate her name and her images. Right. You, you, you right. see a lot of that. Right. Then, yeah. all right, my last thing I got pivot like, I spoke to a, a guy today from Cuba. Wow. What it, was he like? Uh, he was, um, he was interested. Well, you know, plenty. They ain't, they ain't like a big wow, but. Yeah. Well, I was talking know, to him about Cuba. Still. And I was asking him about Castro and he, he put it in perspective for me. He said, it depends on, it's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. He says, with my parents Castro was a revolutionary mm-hmm. Castro freed the people mm-hmm. but then for my generation Castro was a dictator yeah because he couldn't maintain the freedom right. in a way that everybody agreed with right yeah. and so they were saying is that you know um, he was telling me he says a lot of black Americans when they talk about Castro mm-hmm. they're really talking about the revolutionary Castro mm-hmm. because Castro was you know he was he was knocking down discrimination in Cuba mm-hmm. uh, prior to, um, you know, um, what Dr. King was doing. Okay. They were, they were a much more inclusive society than mm-hmm. we were. Okay. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, I thought that was interesting right there. You know, so when people are talking about Castro, he says, keep in mind it's about generations. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. said, because Castro, he says, Castro was both a sin and a saint. Mm-hmm. A sinner and a saint. Yeah. Depending yeah. on how you look at him. Cool. So what you got, man? Man, you know, um, season finales, man. Uh-oh. Season finales. Uh, insecure. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I saw that with my wife. You my, know wife <laughs> my wife said, I see why you like this show. Man. <laughs> I will say this, man. About midway through, my interest started to wane a bit. That season finale, because Lawrence and, and, and Issa, Lawrence is Issa's boyfriend, Living boyfriend. Living boyfriend. Who's struggling. The brother's struggling. Struggling. He's a smart guy. Turned it around toward the end. Turned it around. Fell in love. Getting it together. Refell in love with her again. And and pushing that girl at the bank away. He pushed her away. As long as he could. Well, well, he did. He, well. As long as he could. (laughs) Teresa did what she did. With Daniel. Right. And. And the way it went off, man, man. man. I need to let people know what Insecure is. They may not know. Insecure, HBO, um, used to be uh, the awkward black chick. Uh, what was her YouTube awkward show? Awkward black girl. Uh, awkward black girl got picked up, and and this season was the first season. Got a good following, so I think most people who who, who right. hear it will know. But um, this was the season finale. Um, it actually aired that night, the night that we we taped the podcast, so we right. didn't have a chance to Sunday uh, night. talk about it Sunday night. But, um, you know, I wasn't really shocked, man. But but you know what, man? I'm looking at that, and I'm like, damn, I wonder if they're doing that for real. <laughs> Is that real? Because it was, I'm like, whoa. Well, you know her friend. Um, Re- rewind that DVR. You know her friend, um, 
who plays Molly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, she was on the Breakfast Club. And, oh uh, wow! And Molly, what they say, and, and that young lady, her name is Yvonne something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she is a she's a virgin. Okay. Wow. And, and and they say one of the things that they she doesn't play that on the show though. You no, know? she doesn't play that on the show. Just the op- quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. <laughs> and so uh, so on the show they make sure that she's always partially clothed. You never see her boobs. No, she doesn't. No, you're right. Even when she's getting it down. Yeah. You, you never. Yeah. And so she was talking about how um, Debbie Allen. Yeah. Was directing one of the episode, and they were going over a scene. Yeah. And um and the guy. The young man who the enterprise guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so Debbie said, "All right, get behind me and then let's, let's practice it." And then I want, I want you, I want to see what you're going to do. Okay. And and she's, you know, young lady said, you know, the guy was, you know, he was behind Debbie, had his hip on her, and Debbie's like, "Child, what's your problem? You, I want you to get at this." Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and she said that. Then after that, they had to, um, both of them had to rehearse. They went in a room together to rehearse. What, but this was for the final. For the final. Wow! And so, so they they walked out the room, and the, and the staff and the people on the set saying like, "Y'all are right. wow," because you know we because we, we heard some stuff back there. <laughs> but yeah, that that but you know Lawrence in real life is, is uh, dating a white woman. Okay, well, and, you know it's Hollywood. That's L.A. That's L.A. But, That's L.A. Man. But yeah, so not to spoil, not to be a spoiler. <laughs> Just going uh, to throw you already been throwing water on that. You you need to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the, leave it to Hugh and P. Rand? Yeah, just, it's it's. I think it's at the the thirty some minute mark. <laughs> but you know what, man? That was that was. You know, we ain't got to go into detail. They probably know what we're talking about. But but, and I'm not saying the realism. It's added uh, a twist to the whole season. Got people talking about the show right. again. And uh, you know, I, I mean, I think their season two is going to be big because now you got. The the was Lawrence Wright crowd, and then yeah. you got the was Issa, you know, right? I, or you I, got people kind of taking sides I, I, on. I, I, I um, what would you have done? I you was know? I was um, introduced to this show by uh, two millennial women. Okay, okay, yeah, and one is on Team Issa. Okay, and one is on Team Lawrence. Team Lawrence and Team Issa, and yeah. it, it it just it, it, it amazes me. Yeah, yeah, it but amazes. he kept. I'm telling you, man, I knew it when the chick from the bank showed up. At Best Buy. Well, I guess they called it Best Buy when he was working there. Working at Best Buy, brother. I just knew it when she was talking to him at the bank. I said, This is coming. I just didn't expect it that way. No, when she met him at the food food court, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, Okay, this is going somewhere. So I'll leave it at that because some of y'all got it on DVR. You hadn't seen it yet. Some of y'all hadn't seen it at all. And you're going to binge watch it. And I'm not going to give it away. But but it's it's a good way to end. Yeah. The other thing, and, and I'm I'm just kind of gonna go through HBO because I mean HBO really they do a good job. Not you don't you don't keep HBO for the movies. You keep them for the original series. That is true. And and I, that's the one reason why if if I'm if I subscribe when I subscribe to cable, I keep HBO because of uh, Bill Maher show his show um, and Insecure. And 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 recently Westworld. <laughs> Here we go. You, Here we go. Let me tell go. y'all. Let me tell y'all something, okay? Because I know y'all. Oh gosh. The, the that faction out there ain't in the sci-fi. But let me tell y'all, man. Tandy Newton. Rise up. Tandy Newton is about to go in. She. I mean, I I've been seeing like initially you didn't know where it was going, but now. And, and you know what? This show, man, if you I didn't watch Lost. I wasn't into it. It was too confusing, too crazy. 
this is probably a little bit. J.J. Abrams is involved. Okay, the man has done a lot, and he has. And, and when I look at this show, it has the potential to kind of go crazy like that. But it has so many different trap doors that you watch it. Gotcha. Because um, it's all about, quite frankly, if you saw the movie back in the 70s with Yul Brenner, mm-hmm. uh, which I forgot the other guy's name, uh, James Brolin, uh, they were in the original gotcha. the original Westworld back in the 70s. That was like a two, three hour movie. Okay, Michael Crichton is the guy who wrote the wrote it. Uh, Crichton okay. is known for Jurassic Park, uh, ER. Uh, since passed, he was a doctor at Harvard, so he's a smart guy. So he wrote that kind of stuff. But uh, I'm telling y'all, man, if you watch it a couple of episodes, you get lost in it. It's just crazy because you don't know. You know, here's the crazy thing about it, Rand. You don't know who is the quote unquote host and who's the real. You're losing, you don't know, because where you started thinking these people were like real people mm-hmm. constructing the robots, they're not real. Mm. And even the timeline, you, you, you're starting to lose sight of what's current and what's flashback. What's, so it's supposed to all come together in the season finale. Oh, not all, you know, just as much as can come together to keep it going. Right. But... It's just, man, I mean, I've been watching it. And and the whole, the other fascination about it is the way it's developed this cult following online where everybody has their prediction about what's going to happen next. Okay. Well, I mean, it's that, just deep, man. Well, it's just like, whoa. You know, for entertainment now, that that's where you want to go, man. Yeah. You, you want to have that cult following where, where people are so engaged. Oh, yeah. Uh, with your product. Yeah. That's where, that's where it's at right now. And those are the, the if you notice, those are the shows now. Um, whether it's network or cable, um, that are having the best success. They are, because keep in mind, okay, the big show that, that they predicted, they thought was going to do well was Vinyl. Mick Jagger. Oh, yeah. I, I, saw a couple episodes of, I saw a couple episodes of that. What's his name? Ray Romano. And they expected that show to be what Westworld has become. But it could never develop that kind of cult, that following on the, the groundswell. Westwood's done that, and I think it's going to be around a whole lot longer. It's kind of like how the Sopranos developed. Mm. You know, you had the Soprano following. You had this whole subculture people right. identified by character. And well, what was that other one? They had that. Um, they had that. That um, the, the cat who was his name was Nucky. Oh that, man, Broad uh, Boardwalk yeah, Empire. Yeah, incredible show. Yeah, they had a they had a following and, too. And, I mean, I was one of them because once you watch one episode. You you're hooked. Yeah, and I like the way I will say this about HBO. I like the diversity of the characters. Uh, Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright, uh, Tandy Newton. They've got even though like it's this whole Western vibe. It has it, it makes an effort to keep it inclusive and kind of you know you got a lot of variety all the way down to having Asian. I mean it's just a, a well done, well produced. The technology it ain't cheap. You know they spend a ton of money on that show. They put a lot of money into that show because the technology alone, you're looking at it, you're watching it, you you believe it. You get, you get you know, well, you, you know, you suspend belief and you become right. a part of it for an hour. Yeah, so I, mean, I like that. I like know, that. Yeah, because I know J.J. Abrams, he had another series and he was spending close to a million bucks an episode. Dude, it, you know they put some money into this show. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at it and it ain't cheap. 
Oh, yeah. It is not cheap. Hey, hey the other thing I want to talk. Can uh-huh. I do some sports, man? I Want to talk about Colin Kaepernick, man? Not yet. No, put him last. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some good sports. Hey, man, let me say, and I jinxed the Hawks, man. I must have just. I want y'all to understand, Tommy's wearing his Atlanta Falcons hat on. <laughs> okay. Only Atlanta. because my head happy, man. <laughs> no, I'm joking. They won last week, though. I'll give it to them. They got a chance to win today. Uh, Russell Westbrook and the Thunder. These dudes, I, I, I didn't keep up with the score, but everybody predicted that the team was going to fall apart. And Russell Westbrook has, like, broken records for triple doubles right. this year, this season. And I got to commend this brother, man, because when what's-his-name left? To Kevin go to, Durant. Kevin yeah. left. It all fell on his shoulders, or a lot of it. it and did, And I will tell you, that for well, it really started before Kevin left. Man, um, they you lost. Think? They lost James Hart. Yeah, that, they built a they built a contender team. The problem was they were young. Yeah, and then one you know one by one these cats have been leaving, and Russell is last man standing. Wow, from that original group of superstars. Well, let, let me read something to you. Westbrook's greatest. This is from the New York Times. He said his greatest achievement this season might be the way he has turned the extraordinary into the mundane. It happened again. Madison Square Garden, uh, Monday night. Uh, the drama no longer comes in the form whether he can assemble another triple-double. He's just hitting triple-doubles like automatic. Mm. They're almost calling him like Mr. Triple-Double. Reaching double digits in three statistical categories, which they call you know, a triple-double. But whether he can pull the feet off. In it, he, now it's coming down to whether or not he can do it in, a, in the single half. It ain't about whether or not he's going to do it in the game. They're looking – he's got it down – to a point where he's trying to beat the clock on how quickly he can wow. get there. Then the next that's go- incredible. Then the next goal is uh, to tie Oscar Robinson. Yeah, that's it. Because Oscar did it in a year. But mm-hmm. does, uh, to do a triple-double in a game, not even a half, but in a yeah. game, yeah. Is, uh, is, is an outstanding uh, accomplishment. And then, uh, on the other hand, I jinxed the Hawks because now they're under five hundred. Last couple of games, man, they've lost by thirty six and forty four. I, I tried to watch. Now are they playing. Are they playing good teams? Uh, let's see who they lost. They lost the the Raptors. They lost by forty four. Well, the Raptors are a good team. The Raptors yeah, went to the playoffs. But Raptors, you know, Raptors got some young studs on that team now. The Hawks started off nine and two. Depends on who you play, man. You gotta look at that. Uh, you gotta look at that, man. And also, I, this is the NBA, man. You gotta understand. I got you. I know it's a long season. It's a long season, but it depends on who you play. But I will say this: um, you know, um, my expectations were a little bit higher. Now, they got time, but they haven't really had any injuries. That's my concern. So, um, you know, we'll see. And I know, you know, what I, I know, you're gonna tell me. It's a, a long season. I'm a, I'm a Hawks fan, man. I'm a Hawks fan. You know, and and, and I'm, I, you know, I've been trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I still think, um, which I think right now, what's going to happen is, um, what's his name, um, big man, uh, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard's loyalty right now is, in terms of him wanting to be here, is going to come into question. Not from from a fan standpoint, but he's about to be tested. Because the criticism is about to really start, you know, in terms of, you know, whether or not it was the right deal. Now, at 9-2, and two, everybody said, oh, it's perfect. Right. We made the right decision. Now that they're under 500 now and they've lost two consecutive games, uh, the biggest uh, deficits, like, 
in 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 a while, twenty years or so. Um, you know, now now quite frankly, I think the loyalty, uh, his um, how do you say it? You know how Howard did in L.A. when things started to hit. Start the fan. sulking. Yeah. He, he His ret- attitude on retreated, the court. Retreating to a shell, man. And, um, so it's going to be interesting to watch how he reacts to this. And and it's going to be, I mean, I hope it's in a Westbrook kind of fashion, but I don't see it. Well, you know, man, um, it's interesting you say that because I was watching Shaq do an interview uh, with Ernie Johnson. It was an hour-long interview with Ernie Johnson. And they were asking him some things about what changed his career. Mm-hmm. And he, he made a... He made a kind of a comparison between him and today's athletes. Okay. He said that he had coaches that were not afraid to challenge him. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, he was not afraid to receive criticism. Yeah, yeah. He says now what happens is a lot of these cats, the coaches are afraid to provide a critical critique, a constructive criticism of coaching because – they feel that these players now have the power to literally get them fired. You're right. You're right. That's a good point. And he says, and he says, so what happens is in some instances you have to put up with that. And it takes a coach. He says, it takes a strong coach. He said in today's NBA, a coach with a ring gets away with more than a coach without a ring. Do you think coach, uh, coach B is the kind of coach who can, Divvy out the criticism to turn this thing around, especially with Howard. I, you know, one thing he has that Howard wants is Coach B does have a ring, several rings. Mm-hmm. Coach B knows how to coach big men because he had Tim Duncan, uh, but but I don't know Tim Duncan's personality versus Dwight Howard's personality. Because okay. again, at some point you have to be willing to accept coaching. Well, let me let me give you an idea, man. Um, the the worst losses in Hawks franchise history. Uh, they lost 1956 by 58, uh, 1982, which I was watching this game. <laughs> who did, who did, who did lose uh, by Phil, to Philadelphia, lost by 47. Oh, that's the doctor. Um, 1951, uh, Minneapolis Lakers, that was way back when. By 47, uh, by 46 in, in 2004, they lost to L.A., and they lost to Toronto Raptors. This is the one, two, three, four, fifth highest uh deficit in in in, game, in Hawks it's history. It's always going to happen. You always going to get you always going to get a new record in some way. Yeah, but you know what? It I did not expect to see something like that this year. I didn't. Well, uh when did it happen? What day did it happen? Last night. Last night. Okay. Have they been on a serious road trip or something? Well, yeah. I regardless, man. 44 I points. Sometimes it's not Dude, your, 44 look, man, points. Sometimes, man, you don't have a great day at the office. Oh. You, you, you've had those moments, man. You hit I have, head. but yeah. 40, you get beat by 44 points in the NBA. That's crazy. And I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Hey, these are professionals, man. I mean, you know. It, That's why. It, you know, <laughs> That's you why. Know, I, 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 Ain't nobody get thrown out. The whole team didn't have right. pneumonia. You know, because no major cause injuries. Because I, I, I adopted a policy, man, many years ago about pros and non-pros. Yeah. And that. Yeah. Um, I never boo a college kid or a high school kid. Yeah. I, if, I, if, I'm if, with you. On if that. it's not, if they didn't do something that was just downright dirty, egregious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because these kids are not getting paid. Yeah. But at the pro level, um, they're paid, and the criticism is warranted. This is, and I don't want to, because I don't know all the factors behind the scenes, but this is kind of like an alarm. 
for me for the season. I can't accept it because of 44 points, man. 44 points. Wow. 44 points. Let's see. That's With Dwight Howard, 44 points. points. I'm going to leave it at that. Falcons won last week. Uh, Who did they beat last week? Uh, they they oh man you see you had to you had to ask me that question I don't, I don't you know I, who did they beat man and I was watching the game um, was it was a oh it was Arizona yeah they beat Arizona because what's his name Larry Fitzgerald uh, Larry Fitzgerald uh, they they play today and uh, let's see let's see who they got man is it what Carolina somebody like is it in nah there? nah they got Carolina and the Saints coming oh up. the Chiefs they play the Chiefs and that's that's probably that's about to kick off. Um, but uh, Chiefs are eight and three; they're seven and four. So, mm-hmm. so what, what are your thoughts uh, for podcast pros- prosperity? Uh, I, I'll, I'll stay. I'm a homer. I'll go with the home team on this one. Right yeah, I'm gonna I'm go. I think they got some momentum. Right. I think they're starting to they're starting to click. So, yeah. but if they but if they lose, they got um, if they lose, man, I think the season's in, in jeopardy again. Playoffs and and going. They got Rams after this. They should, uh, should be able to beat the Rams. 49ers. Yeah. Speaking of the 49ers, you hear Colin Kaepernick is, is going to opt out. Opt out of what? His contract. He's going to be a free agent next year. Nobody going to pick him up. <laughs> Who's going to pick him up? Oh, they'll pick him up, brother. Who? There's somebody will pick him up. I don't think. I don't think. Now, I will say this, man. Somebody will pick the him last, up. The last. I saw him do. I saw him uh, run the last few plays mm-hmm. uh, last week. Mm-hmm. And he did look a whole lot better. Um, he almost. Took it in overtime. Well, uh, um, I mean, all right. and, and and I, I will I, I will keep this in mind that he's been recovering from a pretty uh, intense injury. Right. Well, also too, I mean, when you when you look at it though, he other than his stance, mm-hmm. he has not done anything egregious. No, I mean he he's he has not been called a locker room cancer. Okay, You're okay, right. uh, he still has skills. Mm-hmm. Um, he's better than probably about a half dozen quarterbacks out there right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Uh, he's right now playing for a coach who is probably in over his head. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And so I, against the, in, in a program in in a storied history right, program, right, 49ers. Yeah. Right. And and so he has a coach that they win. he has a coach. Unfortunately, um, like we see all the time in life, um, the white boy always gets that extra chance. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's always excuses to reason why he was he didn't succeed, but somehow he always is given an extra chance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. While the brother's like, that's it. Yeah. I think I don't know. Did you hear about what uh, Snoop said about Cap this week? Well, no, nah, I know Snoop was Snoop made some comments about Castro, mm-hmm. right? And Cap. Well, one of the things that Snoop said to him uh, is, "Man, you're gonna have to choose between activism and football." And you know, Snoop. You know, sometimes you don't know if Snoop had a couple of puffs before he made a comment. But I will say he did make one comment that I thought resonated as a for a football player. Because, you know, Snoop coaches Little League. He's mm. got his own Little League. Right. And he said, look, the NBA, no, I'm sorry, NFL is a, or, or football is a game of rules. It's made of rules. So you, he said, if you're going to be a revolutionary and a rule breaker, you know, in a lot of cases, it's tough to only break the rule of national anthem and then all of a sudden be this rigid rule follower on the field. Now, that's his opinion. That ain't my opinion. Well, my, but he said, I, I, why, why he can't said, you, you going to have to choose. But in why his, in, be- in his, this is, this is Snoop. 
Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, my, my thing is, why is it Snoop's that, opinion is it, it, it's going to be tough for him to be successful okay. and and do both. That's it. Okay. I well, didn't say it. Snoop well, said. I mean, you know, you, you could say the same about entertainment. Either be yeah. a, either be a, a singer or a rapper or be an actor. Yeah, but I think and then, then you got some people who, who've done both. I mean, your, so your 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 acting and your 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 skills as an entertainer give you the fluidity to be. Not necessarily. Nah, not necessarily. You can't be that. You can't be that fluid. That fluid, or creative, when you're under time constraints and rule constraints. When you hit that field, that's all Snoop's saying. Well, I mean, you whether it makes sense. Well, I mean, you whether can, it's weed. You can be an activist on your own time. <laughs> I mean, on your look, own look, time, Snoop, man. I mean, you Snoop. know. I mean, I, I, I just hate. I just hate a lot. But you mentioned something earlier about the about our the world we're living in. Yeah, yeah. It, we, 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 we're adapting. It's, it's either this or that. Sometimes it's an and. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and I, I, just, I just hate. I hate it when people say you need to be either this or that. Look, I I, I agree with you. I agree, but I think Snoop said that to him as quote unquote his advice for the future okay, of his whatever, career. Man, whatever. That was that was Snoop. Wh- whatever. Man. I'm just here to tell you. No, Snoop has an opinion. You know, he does. He has an opinion. He right? does. And and Snoop said it as somebody who runs a little league. Okay, little league football. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I man. mean you said something about um what was the other uh, the other thing you you you'd mentioned something about I just um, said Cap man. You know he's gonna he's gonna opt out. Uh hey did you oh Couple things today, man. You yeah, know, man. you always you always get on me about this. You always make fun of me about this. Oh Lord! This day in history. There you go. Hit okay, it, man. Here you go. In 1973, guess who was born today? Who? Tyra Bank. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, Tyra Bank. Tyra is how old? Uh, she'd be 43. Wow. 43 okay. years old. Okay. Okay. 1997. You should know this has been a basketball fan. What about it? Latrell Sprewell was suspended for choking <sighs> P.J. Collinsmo. That was crazy, man. That, that was, was crazy. crazy. That was crazy. That was an example of yeah. not being in control. Mm-hmm. But also, oh, but also that was an, that was in terms of Latrell. Mm-hmm. But also, it was an example of as a manager, yeah. you should know how far to push a person. Oh yeah, yeah. And, you know, and um, and so you know, both of them were wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way Latrell reacted to it was very wrong yeah. because at the end of the day, yeah. it was. His neck, his hands around this man's neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that people realize. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No one talked about the the abuse or the bullying or whatever that was. Right. That pushed him over to the edge. Yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah. So, uh, see what else? Uh, Alec Baldwin sent out a tweet last night to Trump. He said, uh, Alec Baldwin, because I know he was uh, on SNL. He was doing his he was doing his bit on Trump. Because I know Trump had made a comment. Trump made a comment, and, yeah. and Alec Baldwin said. Release your taxes, and I'll quit mocking you on SNL. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Wow. So, so that's uh, that's amazing right there. That's pretty funny. But you know, Alex, <sighs> just keep on mocking because we'll never see those taxes. No, we ain't gonna never see them. We're not. There's a whole lot we're never gonna see. No, it's it, we, we're at the uh, point of no return right now. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> we have to. We, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's it, done deal. It, it's it's unfortunate, man. But Forty eight days is done. It's, yeah. It's point done. of no return. Oh yeah. What what else you got, man? Couple of things you got. You got something to wrap with? Uh, not really, man. You know, just again, um, um, stay positive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stay positive. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. there's always an option. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, true. It's always an option, and, yeah. and and you have to stay positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, man, and I don't know how people are uh, reacting in your environment, my environment, but I think. 
uh, you know, people are making a decision to go about their lives and, and, and create their own kind of reality in what might be uh, considered a mess for now. Yeah. And, um, you know, that might be the best way to go until we figure things out. So, you know, that might be the best way to keep your sanity, kind of stay focused. But mm-hmm. let me, let me on the light side, man, me and, you know, producer Nick and I were just messing around, just kind of shooting oh, those gosh. back. You and producer Nick. And, and, and Millennial Nick. Okay, let me tell you guys, Millennial Nick, when he sends out comments, <laughs> it's like a barrage. It's like a machine gun. This it's like on the light side. It's though, like, like Nick. <laughs> <laughs> We were doing we were doing top ten albums of all time, okay. Okay, by, by any album or just by genre? Uh, by any genre, any okay. genre. So you mixed them all up? Just any genre? Okay. Any any uh and 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 I give you my top ten. Okay, let me hear. And my top ten, Prince, nineteen ninety nine. That was the worst album, man. No, I think it was his best. <laughs> Controversy. Okay. Uh, songs in the key of life. All right. Earth, wind, and fire, all in all. Uh, Elton John, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. That was a beast. Uh, Queen, The Game. Mm-hmm. Sign of the Times, Prince. Uh, Young, Gifted, and Black, Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. Never Too Much, Luther. Yeah, that was a good one. And, that was his first one, big one. Mm-hmm. Sons of Soul, Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh, that was a good one. And uh, a couple of ex- one extra was Dark Side of the Moon, uh, Pink Floyd. That was right. a beast album too. Yeah, with, you and, got some good ones on that partner. I and, give you some credit. I give you some credit. <laughs> All right. And uh, and let me let me let me find. I had, I'm surprised you don't have Michael Jackson off the wall, man. You know what? I, looking back, it, des- it it deserves to be there because I think that that's better than Thriller. Be personally, I think it's I didn't put Thriller on here, yeah. but you're right. I think it was better than Thriller. And quite frankly, uh, I probably would have put it in the place of Controversy. You know, because I can move Controversy out of there. But that you make you make a good point. And I'm surprised you don't have any um, Donny Hathaway, man. Well, you know, from an album standpoint. Uh, you know, or oh, Marvin Gaye, like you know what's going from on from an album standpoint. What's again, going on was a beast, man. It was, it was. Okay, that was a concept album. Uh, good concept album. But I was trying to find. I can't even probably going into Nick's uh, top ten. Man, I'm surprised you didn't have any. Um, what's that woman? Uh, Nick's top ten. That chick that did the tapestry, Carol King, man. Nah, nah. I more. I, I was more of a single, like maybe the singles, but not the full. But you're right. Ta- tapestry, great album. Uh, Nick, now, now check this out. Man. Okay, man. Nick had. Now this is gonna freak you out, cause cause you know keep in mind he's eclectic, eclectic music guy. Right. Fiona Apple, The Pond, Prince, Sign of the Times, Bjork, Vesperton, Radiohead, The Benz, <laughs> Ray of Light, Madonna, uh, Dummy, Portishead, The Low End Theory. Uh, Tribe Called Quest. That's a good one right there. Mezzanine, Massive Attack, Hounds of Love, Kate Bush, Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette. Well, I put it to you like this. All those are well-known albums. Yeah. Um, in their, When they were released, yeah. they were very impactful albums. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't have an album on that I would disagree with, but I don't have yeah. a, too many on that I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, I mean, you know, he has a very... Eclectic. Well, that's a you know he's a millennial, right? And, and right. exposure to a lot of right. There's a lot of gaps, right? I'm surprised he didn't have any. When uh, I when I say that, I mean in ter- in terms of great album making. 
Yeah, I'm surprised. Right I'm Adams, surprised. You know. I'm surprised. And hearing Tupac on him or Biggie. But you got to keep in mind they they didn't live. I mean, well, they were they they were like four or five years old. Yeah, when he, when he, yeah. They didn't. They they weren't impacted by. I'm the surprised. Of those guys. I'm surprised. Um, they kind of got the residual. The what post. about not even a um, a Jay Z? Nope. No. No. Different. Different mindset. Different perspective. Right. 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 You know. Because I know if, 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 if Millennial Kendall B would, she would be more like Nick. Probably in that same Oh, line. gosh, yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. Because right yeah. now she listens to so much indie alternative yeah. music and More stuff. Like indie rock, yeah. Indie rock, indie soul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she was at a, a, a indie showcase, a soul showcase the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and you know, she was listening to this band that um, these, this is this is weird. Mm-hmm. Not weird. These four or five brothers. Mm. They're, okay. from, they're, from, they, they, they're from the UK. Okay. Okay. Good stuff over there. All right. Good music. All of them went to college here in America. Mm, okay. They went to Ivy League colleges. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And two of them got PhDs. Were and they she, here in Atlanta? They're here in Atlanta at a showcase. Mm-hmm. She said, she said, that, she said that they were like the brand new heavies. Wow. And uh, she said they had, they were like the brand new heavies and, um, in, mint, in mint condition. Okay. Yeah. She said, that's these, good. That, that's got to sound great though. She said, these guys like, she was like, Dad, these guys, when they walked on the bandstand, it was mm-hmm. like, they were so cool. Yeah. And then you didn't realize, like, you know, dude had a PhD in, like, electrical engineering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a hell of a combination. <laughs> right. And what, what could she, would, and she, you might have craft work. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude was back in the- Man, that's, that's a bad band right there. Craft work? Craft work was a bad band. Craft work. When you mentioned electrical engineer, yeah, I mean, they oh, were all, man. like, and what's the group that did well, moments, yeah. moments of Love, man? That was, uh, that was uh, uh, Art of Noise. Yeah, those yeah, cats that came from London, those, out, of, out of UK. Those cats were those cats were good. Back Very then. unique. Malcolm McLaurin. Yeah. Uh, all that all that stuff that came out of Buffalo Gal and oh Buffalo Gal, yeah. I forgot about that, man. Oh yeah, yeah. We dating they, ourselves, man. Man, but you know what? It was it was you know that's where you know he mentioned uh, Kate Bush. It was, I just a, Kate Bush. it was just a unique time, man. You right. could you could be you know you could do that kind of music. But when, when, when Kendall was at the showcase, she said yeah, well, she said she said the groups that had actual bands, musicians, yeah, people were like all over them. Yeah, yeah. Um, people want that. Man. She said, but you know the guys who had tapes, mm-hmm. you know it was like, uh, yeah. She said he, they had great voices, but yeah. when you had a, she said when you see the singer and the band interacting, mm-hmm. and then they were interacting with the crowd, and mm-hmm. then how they could just. Uh, break into another song and yeah. something like that, and so yeah. that was phenomenal. Well, I'll tell you, man, that's that's got to be the resurgence uh, or the ability for R and B to 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 come back. It's got to go back to the bands. So hopefully, you know that ain't a that ain't a yeah. fluke. Yeah, you and, remember the days? We'll remember the days you used to have battle of the bands? Yeah, yeah. I remember I went to a battle with bands. It was like Lakeside versus yeah. Ohio players. Budweiser. The, yeah. Oh, my beer, God. The beers and the alcohols used to sponsor it. Oh, yeah. And the clubs yeah. and all that. Yeah. I Another remember. Al B. Heyman production. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Al Heyman. Al Heyman. Yeah, man. Hey, y'all. Uh, you got anything else, bro? We're going to wrap this thing up. Man, I, I wish everybody have a great positive week. Stay around positive people. Have positive thoughts. Absolutely. And you do positive things. There you go, man. And, and Tut, my man, uh, he ain't on his award tour. Uh, he's he's chilling at the house, probably watching the Falcons game. That's right. Remember, Kappa Man had to pump, had to <laughs> had to prop your ass up today, brother. Remember that. Damn, there you go. All right, y'all. Don't forget, hit us up, uh, GP3 RTT at gmail.com. Hey, give give us a call, man. Leave us a voicemail. Get, throw us a bone before the end of the year. Four one three. 
9546. What's that number right there, Rand? 9546-413-556-9546. You can leave us a voicemail. If you go on, when you go on and, and check it out, whether you're on iTunes or uh, if you check us out on um, SoundCloud, you could, you could also uh, like us on Facebook. Go ahead and like us. The link is on uh, the actual uh, Facebook. I'm sorry, on the actual SoundCloud. And uh, you'll see it on the updated iTunes. Give us five stars when you go in and find us on iTunes. You can GP3, homies from the block. We're there. And we just appreciate it, man. We, you know, uh, Rand, thank you, man. It was like oh, my um, pleasure, brother. Thank you. What was you. it like? You had to swim in today? Oh man, it was it was a you it know? was a monsoon out there. And and you know, cold and, and all that, man. And, and you know, appreciate you, man. Your family. We gonna we gonna do a little get together, man. We got, you got any brown look in the house, man. We might have some brown oh, okay. look somewhere. Man. All right, there somewhere, man. Go. It's in one of these cabinets around. Okay, his wife has yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know. Or it. she cooks with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Have a great week. Take Peace. care. All right, all right. Bye.